Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. Back to the plan for nightlife and reviving the Irish nightlife. At the centre of the plan is a modernisation of the Irish licensing laws, which have been around for a long time, and they're quite antiquated, by the way. And a creation of a six nighttime economy advisors. Now, by the way, in UK, they do have what they call night lord mayors. And these are people who promote the nighttime. And that's what we should be doing. Minister Catherine Martin, speaking of the port's launch in Dublin city centre, said that the plan was about taking back our nights. We're looking at the rebirth of Ireland's nightlife. And it is within our power, she said, to achieve this, especially with people now assessing their lifestyles because of the pandemic. Maybe that's not the right thing to be saying, by the way. Maybe we need to be leaving the word pandemic out of everything after the 22nd of October. Let's not use the C word anymore. We've avoided here in the radio station the C word or COVID uh, for the last few months. You might have noticed we don't do as many topics anymore because we felt people were kind of just sick of it, you know. Anyway, she said that she acknowledged that the hospitality sector may want more of the fast-paced change to licensing laws, but insisted that this was just the beginning of a conversation with the late-night sector, who employs a lot of people, by the way, and brings a lot of money into the country as part of tourism. She also insisted the plan was not simply focused on nightclubs or alcohol-related events. The plan would see Irish museums and galleries open late, at least once a month in spring 2022 as a pilot, while it'll also include measures to support cafes that want to open late. And what a wonderful idea. It'd be like some wonderful quarter in France or something like that. Minister Hildegard Nocton also said the plan was a major step forward for some of Ireland's outdated and complex licensing laws, some of which, she said, dated back to Georgian times. She said the government yesterday approved the drafting of a general scheme of sale of alcohol bill 2021 and said she hoped it could be enacted next year. The plan, which has 36 distinct measures, also promised to extend and improve transport links, like the Vomit Comet, including eight new 24-hour routes in Dublin, as well as improving regional services, including a possible 24-hour service between Dundalk and Dublin. So I want to ask if you agree with this. Many people are saying that having later closing times or even 24-hour licences will avoid the nation's street every weekend being filled with thousands of drunk party revellers descending on fast food outlets and taxi ranks all at the same time at half past two in the morning. And the inevitable happens, of course, the drunken people get into fights, fuelled by alcohol and too many people concentrated in the one place. That surely can be avoided if we adopt the kind of Spanish idea, the European idea of closing hours and of nightclubs where people don't feel they're rushed out of the nightclub at a certain particular period of time. Plus, it provides employment for the nightclubs and possibly less drunken behaviour for the guardian to deal with. I think it's a bit of a win-win. But there are others that say, no, hold on, Niall. This is Ireland. We're not the most responsible people in the world when it comes to alcohol. Give them another four hours in a nightclub and they're all going to get hammered. We'll have more alcoholics. Don't be encouraging them, Niall. So, what do you think? Should we extend the opening hours of bars, restaurants, nightclubs to allow them to stagger and open at whatever time they essentially want to open? till? Like they do in Spain and places like that. In Spain, you go on holidays to Spain or Lanzarote or whatever it is, generally so you can COVID apart, you go there. You can stay in a bar for as long as you want. And the bar will stay open as long as there's business. If the bar sees the business decline and only three people left, well, they'll probably close and kick you out because it's not worth a while staying open. But if 30 people are instead of the place at four o'clock in the morning, they'll stay open. And that's the way it is. 
Should that be the way it is? Are we adult enough to be trusted with those type of licensing laws? Let me know what you think. I want to know, should Ireland follow the rest of Europe and extend their nightclub opening hours? This conversation has been going on for 20 years. Since I've worked in the nightclub industry, this conversation has been going on, but nothing has ever been done about it. But maybe now is the time for change to promote the nightclub industry because it's already on its knees anyway. The number is 87 8 Do you believe the licensing laws should be extended to allow bars to open whenever they want? Martin, you're in Ireland's Classic Kids. How are you doing, Martin? Hi, Niall. Not too bad. How's the sciatica today? Oh, the sciatica's fine. I told you, Martin, it only lasts two days. And then I'm grand again. Oh, Jesus. I, I got a little widget uh, off the internet. You know, the, the are, you, are you on a speakerphone, Martin, or something? Because you sound a little bit hollow. Oh, I, I will, I'll send you off. Oh, there you go. That's much better. Thank you, Martin. Yeah. No, I got a little widget off the internet. You know, you were talking about things that you buy that don't work and all the rest of it. Well, this, this little yoke works. It's great. And then just uh, whenever you get a twinge in your back, you just... This little vibrating thing on the thing on the on on the spot. Yeah. And after a while, it just just dissipates. Oh, so, I must uh, I must get the name of the little widget then. It's called Sciacam. Okay, Sciacam. Okay. Yeah, and it just comes up. Uh, well, I, I'm for, I'm very fortunate in the fact that it doesn't happen to me too often. It's been mm. happening since I've been about twenty years of age, and I might right. get it. I'd be lucky if I go a year without it. Uh, I haven't had it in about a year and a half, and it literally leave me. Lying down, I can't actually get up. Bloody hell! Uh, yeah, uh, Man just freezes uh, me up for a bit, and you know it comes and, and goes. And the pain actually pulses. It's un- it's an unbelievable pain. Yeah, but but I take a diphene, and it usually calms yeah. within a few hours. That that allows me to walk again, and yeah. then within two days, it's usually completely gone. That's pretty good. No, diphene's pretty good uh. for, for for that kind of thing. Well, I'm glad it's. Uh, clearing up for you anyway because uh, yeah. it's, it's not very good. No, it's, it's <laughs> not nice. But okay, but Martin, getting back, <laughs> uh, particularly when you have to come to work, I suppose it's not nice, oh, but at no, least I'm sitting I down. Uh, but Martin, getting getting back to what I was talking about, the licensing yeah. laws, look, they've been talking about changing the antiquated licensing laws, licensing laws for years, and now might be a good time to do it. But can we be trusted, you know, with 24-hour licenses or till five in the morning or whatever it happens to be? Yeah. Can we be trusted with it? I, I don't know. I'm a bit confused with it all because like you know, they hammered the the the, the, uh, the industry like the blazes over the last eighteen months, and then they, they, and then obviously they start slipping in the polls and they come out with this one. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so is it is it a vote catcher? I know they tried doing this back perhaps in two thousand and nineteen to, to to introduce it, but again, I, I just think from a there's a big huge public health lobby at the moment telling us you know what we can do and what we can't do, and and they, they, they seem to have sort of latched on to that. Uh, and then we've got these issues about working at home, long hours for workers, you know, workers not getting good contracts, workers getting sort of like abused into the wee hours of the morning. And of course, opening and extending hours is just going to make it, you know. Mm. Um, but I, 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 do, I do believe, I do believe, Martin, you know, all the negative things about COVID-19. Mm. I do believe some things that can come out of this can be positive and there could be good changes of lifestyle with, a, I suppose, a happier, a healthier life for everybody. Mm. Now, don't get me wrong, you know, drinking a lot in the morning is probably not very healthy. But, no. you know, you go into a bar or a club in Ireland, a nightclub, because I worked there for long enough, yeah. and then the DJ goes... Last call for alcohol. Last call for alcohol, and the lights start flashing, right? And all of a sudden, Johnny goes up and give us uh, give us four points again. Is there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's this kind of rush to drink as much as you can in uh, twenty minutes, and then everybody piles out onto Dame Street here in Dublin, for example, where all the nightclubs are kind of centered around. Piles yeah. out onto Dame Street, and they start boxing the heads off each other. So yeah. you you could avoid that situation because clubs would stagnate their closing times depending mm. on how busy. 
there. They're not going to stay open if they're not busy, of course. Yeah. But, but if they have a crowd in, they might stay open till four, five. And, yeah. and at least people will be coming out at staggered at different times. Well, I mean, they, they did do that in my own hometown um, back, back in the 70s and 80s, stagger the, the, open, the closing times of the night groups, obviously, because the volume of people in the streets in one go. So that was already in place, you know, when I was a youngster. Yeah. Um, but perhaps not over here. Well, you know, maybe that is a good thing from a policing point of view. Um, but yeah, you have got the issue then of, um, you know, you've got this these people causing problems all the way through the night, not just in one sort of uh, section of the evening, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and it's like saying, well, you know, when do we close the world down? Are we going to, you know, give, give us all a break to reboot, you know, whether you're a uh, postman or a milkman or, you know, a working person through the night, up in the face, you know, people traipsing in front of the HGV are cut, you know? Yeah. Um, at least give, give some people a few hours break from from, from people's party life, you know? Um, may, may, maybe that's a, a consideration. Okay. I mean, the only problem I have is, is that Ireland and the UK uh, and England as well, like, mm. of course, we don't have a great, a good relationship with alcohol in comparison to, say, places like Spain and France and other countries where, mm. and, and even America, where people are not so much focused on the drinking, but more focused on just well, having a good time. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I spent quite a bit of time in, 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 in travel and I spent a lot of time in Spain and, and around Europe. And I do know that, you know, the nightlife in Spain only starts at 11 o'clock, you know what I mean? Yeah, well, they're more they're amazing. more interested in having a meal and having a good time yeah. and having a chat rather than you know drinking as much as you possibly can. But here in Ireland, of course, there's a different attitude. Yeah, and and yeah. but you know what I mean. Okay, that might be dodgy for for a few years, but mm. I think we learn to live with this new regime of twenty four hour licenses, and we will learn we'll educate ourselves a little bit better into how we drink. Maybe over time, mm. it might take a bit of time. Well, it probably will do. You know, some severe headaches and, and, and late nights and ruined days the following day. Yeah, you know, well, you don't people walking into work midweek with a hangover, do you? Well, exactly, you don't, you know. So, I mean, uh, I suppose it's like myself. But, you know, I, I, I just say to myself, well, I'm not going to drink over X, Y, Z because it just makes a mess of my head and my day the following day. So that's a personal thing that you, you, you take on board, you know, and you learn as you, as you go. Uh, I mean, that was within the regime, mm. you know, of, of closing at XYZ time. So but, I'm still not really getting an answer off you, Martin. No. So don't sit on the fence here, OK? So is it a good idea or a bad idea? Well, as I said, right at the beginning, I'm confused because there's that many pulls either way, whether it's from a worker's angle or whether it's from a public health angle. At this moment in time, I'm saying, well, it staggered the hours, yeah, you know, from a policing point of view, but you know, just give the world the break from these party people, you know, and, and at least let people have the night times, you know. OK, well, stay there for a second. Let me go to Padraig as well. Padraig in Ireland's classic kids. How are you doing, Padraig? Greetings, also, Patriots. Greetings, Padraig. Well, Mr. Boylan, uh, on the subject matter at hand, mm. basically, uh, it's kind of sad, really, Niall, because... Uh, the Irish person, we have, we used to have a good reputation as, as, as well, good drinkers, put it that way, you know. What, we, we should have been proud of the fact we drank well, a lot, wasn't it? Well, we've got, now, by the way, now, I don't, this is not tongue-in-cheek, I actually mean this. So, uh, just to go back, the stats are, I think, only about 70% of Irish people actually drink now, Now we've become, we've become a very PC, boring race. Ah, well, I don't drink, I've never drank. 
how conscious I'm not saying you have to drink to be happy now but that makes me happy <laughs> I, I'm just back from Spain last week I, 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 before that I was something about having a pint a Guinness at 4 o'clock in the morning at the airport and I was just I, I find it irresistible you know right okay well that's that's your prerogative and I'm, I'm glad yeah. you enjoyed it I, I certainly did well not just me it was about 100 I had about, about 100 companions but getting back to what I was saying... A hundred fellow patriots. <laughs> if you walk hard... Look, at the end of the day now, this, as you well know, this is not a dress rehearsal. I walk hard, I play hard, and at the end of the day, uh, like, go back to the 80s, used to, in pubs, you probably, could your DJ there, you've seen it, you've probably seen it, people used to get the last orders, three or four pints each, you don't yeah, see that yeah. And I think the Irish could hold a drink fairly well, and... Uh, compared to some other nationalities like the British, the Lager Lout. So we, we kind of get happy with, with alcohol now. Some nationalities get, get aggressive. We don't. And I ah, come on. Would you, have you ever been out in Dame Street? Have you ever been out in Dame Street on a Saturday night at half two in the morning? Pre-COVID, of course. Hold on now, Niall. We do get aggressive. No, no, some people do. Niall, so, the odd one. But that's mainly drug-related stuff, Niall. Not purely alcohol. Let's get real here. I think alcohol has a, lot, a huge role to play in it as well. But well, not, I'm not going to completely disagree with you. I know yeah. but anyway, like sorry, you sorry, Martin. I said I know somebody who's completely silly up the two pints, you know? Yeah, yeah. Can't, can't find the way home. So. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I'm not going to completely disagree with no, Patrick. I do believe the Irish are not the, we're not the most violent race in the world when it comes to alcohol. We, we, like I said, yeah, okay, but I'm, yeah, but Patrick, we, we, yeah. we do drink too much. No, no, we don't. We don't. We do. Not. That's statistically, no, by the way. The data is there that shows per head of per no. unit per head of population, we drink more than most Europeans. Now, go back to the eighties again. The nineties. It used to be you see guys falling. When's the last time you seen a barroom brawl? It used to be John Wayne carry on. <laughs> now, now all you see the Irish. You look, just go out any given street. Look out your window. You see little fellas running around, skinny little shorts on them, health conscious, and their earphones on them. Uh, and, Wired to the moon, men and women, they've gone health conscious. You know that, I know that. Is that a bad thing? I think it is now. <laughs> right. We, we should go back to the. We should go back to the days where we all had beer bellies. No, <laughs> and, the bar, and we had the brawl in the, in the yeah. nightclub. I think it was great crack now. <laughs> I'm not going to completely disagree with you about it because I worked in the nightclubs and it was great crack but that whole culture of going to nightclubs when I worked in the nightclubs back in the 80s they were busy five nights a week now even before Covid came along by the way if you go back to January last year the nightclubs were only busy on a Saturday maybe on a Friday night so yeah. there's a whole there was a whole cultural change because kids went to college didn't have the same money as young people etc etc so there was a cultural change a swing Correct. So, so maybe, maybe what she's trying to do is is push to get the nightclubs back in business again. Yeah, have you also witnessed now lately? This happened in the last five or ten years. All these naughty professors, scientists, and doctors, and etc., lecturing us at how much oh, it's awful that we're the Irish, how much they drink, and it's actually the stats have actually gone down to about 70 percent. And at the end of the day, now these people they need to get a life. Well, what do these people do for entertainment? I mean, <laughs> who are the people who take the stats? There's more to entertainment than having a drink. You can go to a restaurant, you can go to the cinema, you can go to a museum. Well, they're going to be open to museums well, later tonight. Yeah, yeah. You know what my philosophy is? What? Uh, this world makes more sense to me when I'm intoxicated. <laughs> <laughs> Does it? <laughs> I'm glad it makes sense to somebody, even if it is when you're intoxicated. <laughs> so, Padre, how long did you go to Spain for, by the way? Sorry? How long did you go to Spain for? 
went to Marbella, darling. And was it? And uh, what was it like in Marbella? Were the res- restrictions restrictive? Uh, no, it got busier. Like uh, after about obviously the, once the beaches are cleared out after five or six o'clock, in around nine ten o'clock to be home. Look, I went on one of these Aer Lingus Nile, and it was the, it was absolutely packed. Right. Uh, now, having said that, tourism is only about about twenty five percent. Still, way down, maybe seventy percent Nile. A lot of people are still afraid to fly with the restrictions. We have to get PCR tests, the usual carry-on. Uh, you have to fill in passenger locator forms. And it's it, that put something And when on. you got there, going into bars and restaurants, did you have to wear your mask? Yes, that's mandatory on public transport. Same as here now, more or less. Yeah. Uh, but it's kind of ludicrous, really. You walk into a restaurant, your mask on you. You sit down, you take them off, you eat your meal. Uh, you put them on again, you walk out. It's... I don't know. I know. There's a, there's a, a lot of people say this doesn't do a huge amount of sense to that, but however, uh, that's the way it is. All right, listen, Padraig, enjoy. Uh, and Padraig believes that to make sense of this modern world, you have to be intoxicated. He wouldn't be too far from the truth there, to be honest with you. He'd have to be on something, that's for sure. All right, I want to know if you think we should increase the licensing or change the licensing, law, licensing laws to increase the hours that we drink. Can the Irish be trusted? And I know that I'm not saying that, by the way, in some sort of nasty way. But statistically, unfortunately, we have a bad reputation when it comes to alcohol. So should do we need more hours of it? The number is 87 8 Captain Martin and co are trying to promote the Irish economy and the nightclub industry and the nighttime industry in Ireland uh, once COVID ends on the 22nd of October to get people back out, you know, having a good time, enjoying life again. Should we go to 24-hour licences? That's one of the suggestions, that we should allow bars to open to maybe 5 o'clock in the morning, 24 hours, whatever. Should they be open 24 hours a day? Padraig says, yes, why not? You can never get enough of it. Whereas some people say, no, come on now, we drink too much as it is. Hi, Niall. Absolutely. Without a shadow of a doubt, we should be extended in the nighttime hours. Uh, it's a joke that you have to be going home at 2 o'clock. And if you look at the last year and how the pubs are hit and the hospitality industry alone, without a shadow of a doubt, open it up. Yeah, of course, it's going to be rowdy for a while because it's only starting out, but that'll die down in its own time too. You know, Ireland are so behind on this sort of thing. Open it up. Open it up. Loving the show. Somebody texts him with the way and says, Niall, do the nightclubs really close at half too? Because I haven't a clue. I used to go to Coppers all the time. I don't think they knew about it. Copperface Jacks has kind of got a mind of its own. I I don't know if it operates above the law, but for some reason, they don't seem to close at the same time as most other places. I think people have just accepted that in Copperface Jacks for years. Uh, and it, by the way, it'd be great to see Copperface, Cahill Jackson, of course, the owner there, a great man, by the way, Copperface Jacks. It'd be great to see them back open again, by the way, very famous nightclub. Per head of population, I believe, uh, Copperface Jacks is the busiest nightclub in Europe. Per head of, per square foot per head of population, I believe it's the busiest nightclub in Europe. Would you believe that? I know that because I worked there for many years. Uh, the number is 087 The question is, should nightclubs be officially and legally allowed to open till 5, 6, 7 in the morning if they want to? Let me know what you think. 087 Somebody says, Niall, you could make more friends. Here's the thing about friends. And you mentioned this dashing earlier on. You learn who your friends are during a difficult time in your life. That's just, that's my line for the day. Um, let me see, who I got to go to? Lorenzo. Hi, Nile, how are you? Good, Lorenzo. Nice to talk to you. How are things? All good. We're good. Okay, now you're originally from Pisa. Yep. And what would, what would, I mean, when was the last time you were there, by the way? Uh, summer. Okay. Around okay. July. 
Okay, well, but that, well, let's not count COVID times because things are slightly different. But generally speaking, what are the licensing laws over there? So, well, basically, initially, time-wise, um, when I was going to the disco, when I was in university, um, we were getting there at opening time around half ten, and we were getting out for half three, four, okay. roughly. So until half five, half four, five o'clock, they were opened. So they um, so they'd kind of remain open until the last few people left, so to speak, nearly. Yeah, yeah. Basically, they're kind of. Um, if I remember, around four, they were trying. They were starting to um, have a bit more lights on. Oh, okay. So to try to, to encourage, encourage encourage it to go. To yes. <laughs> go out, um, and then there were like the security outside were like kind of telling people, go home, don't stay on the street. Uh, don't go uh, around the houses to make uh, noises or mm-hmm. make problems. Just take the car, go home, yeah, and uh, and go to sleep. Okay, and and what is the law? I mean, okay, you're saying the night the nightclubs you went to were stayed open until half or five o'clock in the morning. Does the law allow them to stay open till really whatever time they want to stay open till? Mm, technically, yeah, I think there is not um, a time where they have to close. Okay. Um, and then basically, for example, the disco that I was um, when I went when I was going there, they were even um, offering the alcohol test for free to the people that like. If That's I was a good going idea. Say, yeah, like, uh, I, I have to drive. They were giving you the alcohol the test. The breath test, yeah, have, before yeah, you'd leave. Okay. To, and the other thing then, you. say, what about, say, cafe bars where you would have a few so, tables inside? Do they have to close at a particular time or can so, they stay open? Uh, so the thing was that the disco was kind in the kind of countryside type oh, okay. of area. Um, while the like when I was in Pisa, the the pubs and the bars were like in the city centres. So by rules from the town hall, they had to close at one. Okay. So the rules that they made up to try to fight uh, antisocial behaviour and noise was that music after midnight music had to be lower and after one stopped yeah okay so they would be the the bylaws the local bylaws for different areas would be different yeah yeah the problem was that the i mean i was not doing that but many students um because obviously pisa is was has a huge university so the problem is if as a student i want to be out until four until five and you close the pubs and close the bars and close where I am at one, I will stay on the street until four. Yes. So actually, the problem was that I lived in the city center and behind my house, there is one of the biggest square in Pisa, Piazza dei Cavalieri. And I can trust me if I tell you that uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday evenings, until five, half five, six in the morning, there were between 250 and 400 people there drinking, breaking glass everywhere, singing, playing songs, playing guitars, (laughs) playing uh, drums, trumpets, and these type of things. And and by the way, when I say, okay, you were saying they're breaking glasses probably because they were dropping them on the ground, but was there there ever any fighting or? No. No, okay, so it was reasonably peaceful stuff. 
Yes, the only thing is that you can't sleep because that's... No, of course. Well, mind you, I think if you're living in an area like that, you have to expect, when you're living beside a square, a famous square like that, or living beside a nightclub or a bar, you have to expect when you buy that place that there's going to be noise. I think that's just the way it has to be. So, I mean, okay, do do you think... Okay, so you moved to Ireland and Irish people have a different drinking culture. We yeah. probably drink a little bit more than Italians, yeah. um, generally speaking. <laughs> um, and you probably found it hard to keep up. So what we're go- yeah. do you think it would work in this country or do you think people would just make pigs of themselves and drink too much? Well, but it would be, I mean, I think that the, the kind of thinking would be the same. I mean, if as a young uh, person, I want to stay out all night. and You're going to do it anyway. Yeah. I will do anyway. It doesn't matter where You'll I find am. a house party or something, yeah. Yeah, or I will buy uh, I will buy beers and uh, and then drinking on the street. So, so your argument is so, we might as well have them inside somewhere where they're all safe and kept in the one place rather than wandering around the city. Mostly, yeah. Probably would be a bit better <laughs> to have them in one place, controlled, and once they're leaving, they're leaving for good and going home instead of having them, mm. um, having people going on the street and making probably more problems and more noise. Do you think it would increase the alcohol problem in Ireland? Because we do have an alcohol problem in Ireland. Or do you think it might help us because people wouldn't be rushing to... Because I'm sure you've been to an Irish nightclub yeah. where, you know, the, the bar closes at two o'clock and at two o'clock, you know, the DJ will say, last call for alcohol and everybody runs to the bar and gets about three or four pints. So do you think that would actually make us control how we drink a little bit better? Um, well, I, I don't know because, I mean, probably with the fact that it will be longer, you might feel tired and you will feel full even before. Yeah. So you probably won't have that kind of, I have to drink and go now, otherwise I won't drink anymore. So drinking as much as you can in a short I amount mean, of time, yeah. Exactly. I mean, you know that you will be there until closing so you can get the, 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 the pint or the, the shots or what you're having any time until later on. Well, do me a favor. Just stay there for a second. Let me go to PJ. PJ, you're an Ireland's classic kids. How are you doing, PJ? How are you, Noel? How's it going? Good. Now, Lorenzo makes some fairly good points there from his own experience in pizza when he lived there. I mean, do you believe that we would be responsible enough to, you know, handle all-night drinking? When I say all-night drinking, all-night licenses. Absolutely. Well, it was that like last, last Saturday night. As you know, I'm a musician. And Noel, I'm only back walking there the last couple of well, weeks. Well, I remember talking to you, PJ. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So... Last Saturday night in, in Dublin City was actually a nightmare. Uh, trying to get a taxi. And there was more rows at the taxi bank than there was outside pizza places. Like that, you know? That's because they're all still closed at half eleven, aren't they? That street was just, it was like Paddy's Day. Yeah. And uh, I mean, now you had to walk from Christchurch to Milltown before I got a taxi, you know? Yeah, this is like the old days, isn't it? Before the deregulation, yeah, and, and even, the yeah. I walked because people were getting aggressive on taxi bank, you know? Yeah. And skipping queues and all that. I said, I'm off, you know. It's a sight to walk because we're getting very hot, you know. Yeah, Dame Street is, is a nightmare in Dublin. A nightmare. Ah, well, Dame Street and, and Camden Street, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but throwing them all on the street at the same time is just sheer madness. To us, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, so, well, at the moment, well, obviously that's COVID as well, has a lot to do with that. They're all close to half 11, which is a bit stupid, to be honest with you. But if, but if we went back to the old way, before COVID, the latest was still would be half two. So they'd be all coming out of half two, uh, which was the way it used to be when I worked in the nightclubs. But do you think by extending that and letting nightclubs open till four and five in the morning, it would stagger people coming out at different times then? Absolutely. Four o'clock is late enough, but give them an hour time to drink up, you know, and let them, let yeah. them chill out for an hour, they're finishing their drinks, be bad and just throwing them on the streets, you know, because 
that's where the problem starts, you know, along the streets. And, and the, the, it's the more the road to over the taxis there is, you know. Yeah. And, you know, as I said, uh, there is serious problems there. Give them an hour, an hour to finish up their drinks and let them chill. And, and how would you, you know, feel about, you know, obviously you being a musician, how would you feel about being in a bar till five o'clock in the morning playing? Would you be all right with that? <laughs> As long as you got paid for it, I suppose you wouldn't care less. Let me tell you, let me tell you something. I was in a bar three weeks ago with half six in the morning still playing. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, you know. Yeah, don't, don't let Leo Varadka hear you that. He'll want to join in. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll give, we'll give you a laugh. I was in a certain pub there three, four, five weeks ago and the guards came in and this was only music outdoors and I was playing indoors and the guards walked in and said, no problem. Right, okay. I think, I think in fairness to the guards over the last number of weeks, they've probably been using their common sense. Absolutely. You know, I mean, they look at situations and they, they assess every situation, you know, otherwise you're just arresting everybody. I know, but, but, but as I said, it was the Atlantic Glass Saturday night, you know, sure to God, uh, extended. I've, I've no problem. I've no problem playing bars even open for late, you know. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, okay. Thank you. Thank you for that, Lorenzo. Thank you for that, BJ. Uh, keep texting, keep WhatsApping. And somebody else says, now, what's the problem with the story with truck drivers anymore? Why is there none left? I, well, I know. We actually spoke to two truck drivers recently in relation to where all the truck drivers are. I don't know is the answer, but I believe there's a massive shortage, a shortage of 90,000 truck drivers in the UK currently at the moment, so much so that they're asking the police to turn a blind eye to people who are driving on standard car licences or driving trucks. And they're fast-tracking, the government are going to fast-track truck licences to make it easier for people to get to drive a HGV. I don't know how safe that's going to be, to be honest, which concerns me a little bit, uh, because that is why you're seeing empty shelves in shops. That is why you're seeing the increase of price of wood. That's why you're seeing the increase of price of everything, because there is nobody to haul it around the place. The haulage companies cannot get truck drivers. So I'm glad you brought that up. It's an interesting topic. Maybe you're a truck driver and you can let us know what the answer to all that is. I almost forgot. Kathleen, you're in Ireland's Classic Kids. How are you doing, Kathleen? I'm not too bad, Niall. How I are you? I almost forgot. The celebration today, 40 years ago, at this very moment in time, do you know what happened? Joe. Just before I come to you, actually, Alan, are you there as well? Yeah, yeah. What, what happened 40 years ago, this moment? On this day, at this time? Jesus, I don't know. Ah, see, the two years are stumped. Do you want, do you want, do you just give in? Yeah, yeah, I do. Here we go, here we go, listen. Postman Pat, Postman Pat and his black and white cat. They're celebrating 40 years at this moment in time. It first aired on the BBC. Oh, sorry, I, I just thought I'd mention that to you. Sorry, Alan, I'll be with you in a second. Kathleen, getting back to the licensing hours. Do you believe we should extend them? Um, you know, about the nightclub thing, I don't, that doesn't bother me. I'm too old now, now to be going to any nightclubs at this hour of my life. Right, so. okay, we did never know, Kathleen. But, God, I don't think so. <laughs> 72 knows are nine, I don't think so. But if you think, if they're doing that, you know, when you're going, like, we'd like to have a little drink at the weekend, my husband and myself. Right. A bottle of wine, maybe he had to, he'd have his few beers or something. Right. And I can't actually do my shopping until half past ten, because you don't get, you can't get beer before that, yeah. normally. Of course, Sunday morning, obviously, it's different, but I wouldn't be shopping on Sunday morning anyway. Yeah. But if they're going to do all that with the nightclubs, why not leave, be allowed to do it at any hour of the morning? Like, if you go to Spain, you probably know yourself now. I know you don't drink, but yeah. people in your life probably... Yeah, do. And if you're yeah. in Spain or 
anywhere, you can buy a drink at any hour of the morning. Yeah, if you pop into a supermarket, you, you can buy, a, you know, yeah. your drink at any time. Yeah, yeah, okay. okay. Yeah. And it's not that you're going to drink it there and then, but you'd have... Well, it's available to you. Time. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So you want to extend the off-license uh, laws? Yes. Yes. I would think so. Well, I, I, don't, I, I don't see why not. If you're going to extend the so, nightclub hours, you might as well extend the off-license hours as well. As well. Exactly. And, may, and make it convenient for people. But generally speaking, do you think Irish people would be good enough and behave ourselves if we were allowed to drink till five in the morning? Um, I don't know about that now. I suppose, you know, I've been to a lot of places in my life and they say about the Irish and the drinking and all the rest of it. I've been to California. I saw them drinking just as much over there. Maybe mm. not in the pub, but they brought it in home and they did do it. Yeah. And my son lives in Scotland. They do it over there too, let me tell you. So I, I don't know why they say about the Irish. I think they do it all over the world. They do, but I think we just have a reputation for drinking more than most. Uh, statistically, we do, by the way. So Well, I, we do, really. Yeah, I should <laughs> talk about that. My father did it. So yeah, I know. I, as, as did mine, Kathleen. As did mine. Well, Kathleen makes a good point. The off licenses. Alan, you're an Ireland's classic kids. You're a taxi driver. Sorry, Alan. That's right, Noel. Yeah, I am a Dave. Okay, so you can only benefit from this, really, can't you? Yeah, 100%. Well, this is good. Yeah, most definitely. Like, you know, I think, I think I, I'd be fully in agreement with it for the simple reason, you know, at the way it is at the moment, as you said yourself and, on, and you know, other, other people on the show have said, like, the problem is places closing at a certain time and, and, and then the influx of people on the street all at once. And it's still happening now with the, you know, half With the half 11, yeah, yeah, half whatever, 11, yeah. Whatever yeah. it is in town. And people are saying, like, I heard PJ, the chap, saying, he, you know, he had to walk basically half, three quarters of the way home before he could get a taxi. That reminds me of the 1990s where people used to walk yeah. home. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. But the problem is now, okay, I suppose some people have left the industry, like, you know, you know, they've got jobs in other places and whatever, you know, changed careers, I suppose, through. Well, Has, have, you, have you lost many taxi drivers through COVID? Well, like a few, few fellas I know that we're doing and have go went out and got a job so to speak they got jobs and like the likes of on post were hoarding as you can imagine because online oh yeah DPD know, I suppose and all those DPD, yeah you know so yeah there has been a few I suppose that's left it but the thing about it is so yeah there will be a couple of numbers down but like that no you know yourself people leave and people come into it so I would still say there's not a, a big difference in the amount of the amount of people that we're doing it, you know, before COVID so there is now, you know. Okay, so but do you think we'll have the taxi drivers? Because there are a lot of taxi drivers who don't want to work till four or five in the morning. So do you think there'll be enough taxi drivers hanging around till three and four and five in the morning to bring people home? Yeah, I do. I think, like, you know, I think, you see, I suppose it benefits everybody, you know. I mean, there's some people that might start their shift at four in the morning if they want to finish it earlier on in the day, you know. Right, okay, yeah, yeah, okay. You know, you might get fellas that I'll go out at four and I'll walk till 12 or whatever the case is. You'd still have a lot of the cherry pickers doing 11 to 3 o'clock in the morning, you know what I mean? (laughs) Of course, of course, you're going to get that anyway. But, like, I think think it's going to be, I think it's more beneficial for, obviously, the taxi industry, especially, you know, as you said yourself, it'll create, you know, more jobs in the in the nightclub industry and and even as you said like down to restaurants I think you know we we, we could extend the licenses there to yeah I'd, li- I'd like to see that I mean look taxi drivers have suffered badly over the last eighteen months financially so I'd like to see us all get a few quid back with the exception of one taxi driver who I don't like but the rest of us I'd like to see us get it all back again yeah well that's, and like I mean. <laughs> You were saying there's, there's no names, no scandal. <laughs> no, no names, no scandal. So you were saying to me there that, uh, oh, you were saying earlier on, sorry, on the show that, you know, 
that there's the you know a kind of aggressiveness you know at some of the taxi ranks and I and I fully agree with you like you know now listen I'm lucky enough ninety percent of people I get in on a Friday or Saturday night are grand yeah yeah they just want to go home as quick as you can and get them home some of them want to chat some of them want to sit in the back look at their phones whatever you know? and someone to get sick out the window in the car someone <laughs> <laughs> yeah. need to pull over well I've had to pull over a few times Alan I'm running out of time sorry I've, I've run right out of time but I get the picture Alan and I think it's good for everybody I think it's a good move I think it'll promote the nighttime industry it'll, it'll bring back jobs in the nighttime industry and also of course it'll help the taxi drivers with the exception of that one earn a few quid that they've lost over the last 18 months as well because a lot of them have been on their knees in fairness to them Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits.